I'm Katie. I'm Josie. And this is Something Spookish. Wow. Did you like that? I loved it. It was, it was so, a little bit more oomph. It was an, that was an oomph. It was good. It was a good oomph. I'm not necessarily feeling oomph, but I thought maybe if I put it through my voice, then I would feel it. And it kind of worked. Push it out. Yeah. You just got to fake it till you make it. But that made it. That was great. That made it. Thank mm-hmm. you. I did. I was like, how's this going to come out? And it did. And I'm, 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 I'm happy with it. I'm good with it. Um, Josie, oh my goodness, October has been the most magical month of my like whole life. Yeah, I would have to agree. I'm like, I I really don't have words, but so much magic, so many new people, so many friends, so many experiences, so many spooky moments, but like in the best way. Oh, the very best way. I just wasn't expecting it. Like I knew we were going to do a bunch of stuff for October because this is our first spooky season on the pod, but was not expecting the amount of just amazing like new friends and new places and just it's it's awesome. I think the first thing we wanted to do was Well, I think going uh, off of that, my dear. Mm. The timing of everything is a little insane. And I don't think we've really gotten to talk about the timing of all of our October events events, but I think that might like lead in to the fun thing that we just recently did. That's right. It's all been very serendipitous. It's, oh, synergy. Mm, Meant to be. Mm. But we we went to stay at the Lumber Baron Inn because we did an episode on it a while back. And it was amazing. But while we were there, we found out that the month before we stayed, they had filmed the Netflix show 28 Days Haunted. And then my dear, beautiful sister, And I got invited to go watch the premiere at the house. And I was not able to go because I had to go do work things. But you kick butt and you went to the party all by yourself because you're amazing. And you're strong all by myself. And like that alone made October pretty cool because never in a million years did I think I would go to an event all by myself. I am so introverted. Um, But it was amazing. And so... I think one of the most magical things that came out of all of this is if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, we actually got to sit down with Elaine, one of the owners of the Lumber Baron Inn, and we got to talk to her about her take on 28 Days Haunted. And it was, oh, it's, it's absolutely, um, because we haven't actually gotten to do it yet. But I'm pretty. We know it's gonna be magical. Oh, we it's know gonna it's be gonna so be magical. magical. So go listen to it. And I'm mm, man. The, yeah, this is crazy. a very strange like time warp because we're recording this episode, which is gonna come out after Elaine's episode, but we're gonna record that episode in the future. I hope you're so sufficiently confused. So thanks for going confused. on the journey. Yeah, be confused on the journey, but enjoy the journey. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the name of I the feel. game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't fight it. Just go with it. (laughs) (laughs) 
should just come along with us. You know, we'll mm. go together. We'll get lost yeah. together. It'll be great. I love it. Um, but yes, yeah, so if you're listening to this episode now, that means that we have published the episode with Elaine, and I have no doubt that it's just the most incredible conversation. So please go back and listen to it if you haven't. Uh, but make sure you see 28 Days Haunted first because that'll really give you the context that you're going to need to really get into what we talk about because um, a lot goes on in that series and it'll just it'll tie everything together. And then I think think the the only other thing mm. that I wanted to bring up was that we are starting to get to talk to some really great people through our social media accounts. And I just wanted to say thank you to everyone. It was so appreciate it. Oh, oh my goodness. Hi. Hi. I love you. Thank you. We love you. Our hearts. Our souls. My heart. I can't tell you. I think we really needed it. I so appreciate it. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, girl. I, I for because this is not it is it is we're not doing we're doing this for fun for funsies. For <laughs> funsies, one. but it's more work than I could have ever imagined. Holy crap. Oh <laughs> like, my god. We both have full time <laughs> jobs, by the way. And also yeah. like other side gigs and relationships. Oh, what the hell? And... Oh right. Yeah. There's yeah, that. Love, yes. Thanks. I love Thank you, Jeffrey. Love you. I love you with all my heart. Appreciate it. Um, it's been <laughs> a lot of time doing this, but it, mm-hmm. this is like the thing that brings, I think, both you and I so much passion. And I, I think we've gotten to connect with people in such a way that we never thought we would. And holy cow, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously, you guys are amazing. It, I can't tell you like how much like joy I carried in my heart all day being like, oh, my gosh got to talk to this person and that person and to hear about people, you know, starting to think about writing stories. And for us, we actually have a couple. Mm, please and, send. Oh, I'm so excited. So if you haven't heard your story on the podcast yet, know that we are saving it so that we can do, we can get just a couple more, which I am so excited for, Josie. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Bring it to me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm impatient, but I can, I can, <laughs> I'm ready. I know. I know. Those are the best. So we're really excited and good things are coming. And just thank you to everyone who's been so supportive. So um, without further ado, Josephine, I would love to tell you because we're still close enough to spooky season that I just can't quite get it out of my head yet. I have for you the Fear Factory, Josie, and dear listeners. Have you heard of the Fear Factory? I have not, and I have no idea what it could entail, but I'm oh. excited. I have to assume it's full of fear. It is a factory full of fear, Josie. Shit. Indeed. Yes. You oh, guessed man. correctly. Not the factory that I want to be a part of. A factory of fear. Mm. But you might, because essentially it's a haunted attraction is what it is, Josie. Is it like Fear Factor? Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I can see where they may have gotten a bit of play mm-hmm. on words there. Mm-hmm. No, it's just a like a haunted Halloween attraction that is actually really haunted. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, yes. Very, very, very haunted. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about the history, and then I'm going to tell you about some of the interviews with employees and okay. their experiences there. So- Sweet. All right. So the Fear Factory. And if this just isn't the cherry on top, it's located at 666. I'm not even kidding. 
666 West 800 Street, and it's in Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm, Utah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's do, – do you think they planned that, or do you think that's just – Um, I think that was part of the lure. I yeah. think that was a big part of why they decided to purchase the property for a haunted location in the first place or like oh, a they Halloween were like, attraction. This one is freaking perfect. It's oh, got yeah. the number, oh my gosh. everything. But for what it was before it was a Halloween attraction, I would be like, ooh, this isn't a good sign. All right, hold on. I can tell. I can tell this is going to be good. So I'm going to get really comfortable. Ugh, I need a blanket. You do. You do. Let me just tell you, Josie. You do. I know I do. I'm like half. I'm at half capacity of comfort right now. <laughs> That's a really low level of comfort, Josie. I'm going to need you to fix that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. All right. Josie, are you, are you comfortable? Is, has your comfort threshold increased? Yeah, much better. Thank you. I'm, I'm ready. All right, good, good, good. Okay, so this place is huge. It's made up of six buildings, some of which are up to six stories high. Whoa, whoa. So we're going okay, now, high in the sky. Now, wait, that's a lot of sixes again. That's, now this oh, is God. too much. <gasps> Did you not realize? Oh, my God. Oh, my whoa. God, no. Oh, my God, it's so evil. Ew. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute, did your my headphone just squeaked? Did you hear? No. Hey, I can't do this fucking anymore. <laughs> you have That's to stop weird. with your closet. I I need to stop doing the pod in my closet. Okay. Okay, Listen, going. But that it's... is that is interesting because that is a lot and for it being the address and then to throw the dimensions in, whoa. Ooh. Just to point that out. There you Ooh, go. Thank you for pointing that out because I was – it skipped right by my brain. And now I'm wondering where the third six is. It might just be like the address itself. Okay, so we've got six buildings, some of which are six stories high. We're going to find that third six, whether I want to or not probably. But so, so you go way, way up. But then you also go down, Josie. There are also two underground tunnel passageways. Ew. Spooky. <laughs> yeah. What this was originally, what it was first built for, it was the Portland Cement Company. Cement yes. Company? Okay. Yeah. That doesn't seem too harmful. It doesn't. It's in actually incredibly harmful, believe it or not. Horrifyingly oh, really? so. Oh, Let yeah. me tell you, I, I don't know, nor would I. It's a good thing you don't. It's a good thing you don't, Josie. It was built, it was built in the 1800s. And apparently, the production and manufacturing of cement um, is extremely dangerous. There is equipment that includes, and like just gigantic pieces of equipment and machinery. There's boiling liquid. There are giant grinding gears, Josie. And I don't know what this has to do with cement, but apparently, it has everything to do with cement. Okay, I, yeah. yeah, I can see how all of that would be dangerous. Yeah, very, very dangerous. As an HR professional, that sounds like an ocean nightmare. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, and hopefully the word OSHA scared you. It scared away. me. I was like, no, I don't want to do any, any whatever part that, of that is. Ew. No, thank you. So, in nearly a hundred years of its operation, the cement company had paranormal activity 
it had unexplained sightings, and it had a ton of unfortunate accidents that plagued the whole factory. And that led a lot of people to believe that the property was cursed. You don't say. You couldn't change the address. You had to make it 666. You couldn't make it, you know, 6667 or 66, you know, 53 or just something else. You could have made it something else. I bet you it could have been done. That's not what they were going for. Apparently not. They really wanted it to be cursed, I guess. And as you can imagine, if a worker made a mistake, they could be severely harmed or they could be killed. I don't even want to think about the accidents that that could have happened. Mm. Would you like me to tell you about one of the worst ones? That's what I, I heard. I, I heard tell I know, me about I know the I worst said, one. I know I said I didn't, but would you please <laughs> tell me? Would you please tell me with, with everything that you have right now? And please tell me what happened. With everything that I have, oh my goodness, that is it's gonna be like action. saw. I'm scared. All right, it is gonna be handle. I can be, handle, yeah, like I can handle ghosts, but here's a nightmare ooh. for you. All okay. right, okay. So the You're first, so doc- it's really bad. <laughs> so, um, oh my god, the first documented do- death. His name was George Howe, and he was an employee. And George was responsible for the maintenance of the coal crusher. Oh, no. Why it's would you name bad. it that? It's bad. It crushes coal, Josie. Does it now? <laughs> Just say more. <laughs> say more. One evening, George was alone in the factory. Again, I already don't condone this. He Why was are you alone in the factory? Why is he alone in the factory? Working what year on is probably- this? It's in the 1800s. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. All right. Continue. I should have the year. I don't have the year. I have the century, the 1800s. Yes. Good enough. But yeah, no, he's alone. He's not. You should have someone watching your back with the coal crusher. Like for the love of God, it's called the coal crusher. All right. So he's oiling the crusher before shutting it down at the end of the night. He's probably been there for who knows how many hours, and he's probably just trying to get this one last thing done. He's reaching across to apply oil deep within the crusher, Mm. and the machine grabs his sleeve, and the sleeve Mm. gets stuck, and it begins to slowly pull him into the gears. Uh. George's arm was first removed from the socket, then snapped and ripped from his body and unable to free himself he was slowly and consciously pulled into into the crusher oh my goodness I feel everything in my body like being full that poor man that's slow that's you experience oh oh my god to oh yeah, if we can just give a moment for George to appreciate what he endured. But I would also quickly like to run away from that moment because I feel a little bit too... Wait, um, why was it on? Why was he that oiling? He's oiling it before shutting it down for the night, so it's been on all day. Oh, my God. Yeah, he should have... I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of things that we could have done better, but it's the 1800s and we're behind at this point. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just bless, bless his soul. Lordy. Okay. I know, poor... 
poor, poor George. His entire body was eventually twisted into the gears before being spit out as basically just a mutilated collection of bloody flesh. Horrifying. Horrifying. So, this was the first documented death. Really, really, really bad. And I would say sufficiently cursed. Just right there. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't bode well for the lingering energy. No, that's not a good start. It's not a good start mm. that that was your first death. Like, Mm-mm. I don't, oh, God, I don't know. This is why we have human resources now. <laughs> so that shit's in place. And so this that- is like one of those things where I'm, I'm like, God, please let that be residual, just residual energy stuck there. And dear Lord, please. Oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Please you, have this person George's soul actually on. be okay. Yeah. Like, please. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. And unfortunately, his was not the only death. Other deaths included falling. Oh, God. None of these are good. They're all so bad. I would They include falling into boiling vats. Boiling uh, vats of what? Probably molten oh, fucking cement. metal. Yeah. Oh my god. Other people got grinded up. Ah. Uh, George wasn't the only one. Oh my gosh. This is probably not this probably happens at so many factories that are hardcore and intense and I don't even want to back in the day. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ho- fucking horrifying. People would suffer injuries, there'd be dismemberment, you would get crushed, you like just anything to do with these gigantic pieces of equipment and machinery, you're just, you're at massive risk of injury or death. There were other deaths, there were some suicides. As far as documented deaths, there were a total of 11 before Portland Cement Works eventually closed down officially. Okay. I'm sure there suicides. were more deaths. Yeah, well, and the suicides, um, I think, might have gotten looped into, I'll tell you a little bit more about the history, but it was empty for decades. It was just an empty factory for decades. It fell into disrepair, obviously, and I think there were a few times where people had tried to buy the property and start it back up as a factory for other business ventures, but it never lasted long. They always ended up closing again. Mm, So It's a curse. Sounds like a curse, but between the periods of operation, the property became home to, you know, transients, wanderers, homeless, all that group. I think a lot of the suicides came from that time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So really sad and a really scary place to be, really. Until, well, no, not until. I mean, uh, including, I guess, oh, 2010. in addition to. <laughs> also, and in addition to 2010, when the owners of the Fear Factory acquired the property and then officially opened their doors in 2011. Mm. Okay, now here and we are. Here we are. And good eye. Good eye on them. A, look at this address. How terrifying. So spooky. So spooky. Look at these dimensions. So spooky. So much space for fear to ensue. (laughs) Fear across, fear above, and fear below. Perfect. Everywhere you want can have fear, you can have fear. Yes. Oh, how many people died on this property? 
Fantastic. How did they die horribly, you say? Amazing. Yeah. What a great place for a haunted attraction, because this bitch is probably actually haunted. And they were right. Let us stir up shit. Ah, ah. Sounds ah. like that's what. Oh, oh. Am I on? No, am yeah. I on the, I'm on no, the no, right you path? have the right idea. You are right oh, on par. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I thought no, no. I, I they thought were I like, knew. we're gonna, we're gonna make this a real wholesome place and really downplay the scary bits. No, 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 no. They amped up all of it, you know, and that's part of their lure. Is they really push out. Uh, the history of the place and what happened there because it is haunted. These are the reasons why. And, you know, if you're going to get scared by actors, you might get scared by other stuff too. So, uh, but plus it's, it's a, like a feeding ground. They're, it's like a fun fear, but I think fear is fear. Um, I, yeah, fear is fear. And yeah, it's so weird because it is fun, but then it's also like very quickly not fun. And what a wonderful, like, buffet to be at if you're, like, some kind of creepy, horrible entity. Mmm, yummy, delicious. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's enough of that. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. But now it's world famous. It's on tons of TV shows, and they get visitors from all over. And it is one of these magical places where you have to sign a fucking waiver to be able to Love. go in. Me, a waiver. Yes. <laughs> oh, Who has ever said that? Nobody. Who would love but me a waiver? If if it's that spooky, will they make you sign a waiver? They will. And I just I don't know. That's like a hard that's a hard one because most of the time with waivers, when it's like it I like gym waivers, like, oh, you have the potential that you could die, but every waiver says that because it's not their fucking fault if you're stupid Dude, and you does it say you could die them. i thought i thought gym waivers just said you know you could it's hurt like not yourself. our fault yeah you could hurt yourself i think there's a few out there i think where you I could die i guess you could yeah. if you were really you know really unlucky with but with all of that you're like whatever sure, sure it's normal i get that but we're talking if i go to zach baggins museum or any of these places I don't waiver. know what I'm bringing in. What am I? What? Just I don't want to be haunted. Self. No, I don't want to get something attached to me. They're like, yeah, but but you're it. bringing in just yourself, and then you're bringing out though, maybe a few more things with you. Yeah, I don't want to have a heart attack and die. I don't want to have any you of those. You signed the waiver. Things. Fuck you. Exactly. So bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sign the waiver. All right, you're right. I'll just, I don't care. Just, I am just sign, sign it. the waiver. Just don't even read it. Just sign it, Josie. Don't like, even read like it. Like I do with, with everything else. That's right. That's right. Yeah, no, okay. Please don't listen Thank to you. me, by the way. Always read your waivers. Always read your waivers. Um, but it does bode well for how very spooky this place is and how, you know, yeah, you, well, because I think too, if a haunted house has actors that can make like physical contact with you Ooh. like that already has a waiver and that's ten, right. like 10 times scarier oh way more i hate don't that shit touch me don't touch me don't i like touch the, me i don't even like any haunted houses i feel like i could go to them now like i feel like maybe i'm a little braver than i was before but ugh, yeah i don't know i don't know this is not as much of i don't know how much i want to immerse myself in because like they beat you down with the fear and 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 it's area after area after area 
with the fear factory there are all these different silos there's like a doll silo and the hell silo and like all these different fucked up areas that you go through so yeah it's a lot there's over a hundred actors over a hundred oh and then there's um, at least a few non-living entities yeah yeah just to tie in a good mix of of scary things yep yeah and you don't know what you're going to get so now I have for you a slew of interviews with employees and one of the owners. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ready. And you want to know why I'm a little bit upset? Oh. Do I'm tell. a little bit upset, Josie. Okay. Wow. Because I started my research journey on the Fear Factory because I had seen that there were other paranormal teams who had investigated it besides Ghost Adventures. Oh, no, they didn't. And so you know Sorry, what? Wait. I start pursuing one of the other paranormal teams to get my interviews and my and my stories. And it was Ghost, I think it was Ghost Nation. And as I, okay. I was excited to look into a different paranormal team. And I'm an idiot because just because something is titled Fear Factory, Josie, does not mean it is this Fear um, Factory. Oh, you you watched the wrong thing, didn't you? Bummer. It was a, it was a factory of fear, all right, but it was in like New England. It was like in Connecticut. Oh, it was not the so, Fear Factory. But there's multiple Fear Factories. Well, no, it was just a factory, and they just titled oh. it Fear Factory to be spooky because it was you know spooky. Hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, taking one for the team. I, well, I tried, but see, Josie, my interviews are now from Ghost Adventures, and I'm like, gosh, darn it! I'm s- can't use Ghost, Ghost Adventures Adventure. for everything. And Zach, get damn it, Zach. out of here! Yeah, what are you doing here, Zach? Someone get out else, of my episode. please investigate more than Zach. Where is Ryan from Paranormal State? Actually, I, I do. I'm so sorry. <laughs> if any, but if anybody knows what we're talking about. I'm gonna like. I'll be super <laughs> surprised. But oh, paranormal state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Give me well, Ryan again. You and I, you and I have a few years in between us, and we both know what paranormal state is because it was so good. So good. So All right, good. but let's uh, let's let's go back to our our trusty steed, Zach Baggins. I'm sorry. I, I, I love Zach Baggins. I do. I, I do just, too. Like, I was like, I love. You're a great human. He's a great guy. You're great. You do. You're awesome. But I also love to just. I love we appreciate to like, it. You, you you let us. Yeah, I you love let us to write. make fun of you too. But at the I, same time, I needed I needed a different paranormal group to to say and just kind of switch it up. Darn it! I got I got inadvertently dragged back in because i was like i'm not abandoning this topic damn it no my and you know what you know it's 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 a decent some decent possible findings so let's no let's they do good it. they do yeah. good yeah all right so here here's what we got all right <clears throat> we have one employee jessica she was an actor at the factory um at least at the time of the interview she explained her most frightening encounter in an area called the hell silo she was in there. Yeah, it's creepy. I would argue, from what I heard, the most frightening of all the silos, of all the areas in the entire Fear Factory. You got tunnels, you got stores, you got elevators, and then there's the hell silo. And so her and some other employees were, like, hanging out in there, and I think it was, after, you know, either they just they weren't open at the time, 
And she said that they were using a spirit box and asking questions and something menacing kept coming through and kept cussing at them and repeating that it was a demon over and over and over. And she was like, and it said other things that I don't really want to repeat. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, I'm sure. That's not good. That's not good. And she said, as this was coming through the spirit box, they watched shadows like running across the ceiling. Ooh. Ooh, hell silo. Ooh. What the fuck is that? Shadows across the ceiling. Just continuous. Right. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is that? I hate, I hate spirit box, uh, the things that come out of spirit boxes. Like the thing that, ooh, no. Oh, no, I'm definitely going to see if we can use that one more because it's so, so creepy. I'll turn it on right now. I hate my closet. Oh my God, will you? <laughs> Would you please? It's like my I new favorite like, thing. To, to see what's in my closet? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm, my heart rate, I'm going to turn this <laughs> stupid spirit box on. Caitlin, I hate you. I love you. All right, you can just keep going. We'll see if anything. <laughs> oh my god, I don't like that. Pops okay. up. It's on and it hasn't said anything. Hmm. Emmy. Ah! <laughs> oh my god, what did it say? Emmy? Emmy? Caitlin, why am I doing this? <laughs> Because you're no, no, fuck me, boy, no, 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 I fucking hate it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> thank That's, you. That was much deeper than the other one I heard. This was like a more more natural one than the other one that I heard. But like, fuck that. And I don't even think that this is this is not a legit. This is not a legit ghost box. But whatever they did to like make that, it's scares the shit out of me <laughs> well i just think it is interesting that it like took it a second because i thought like usually when we've turned it on it like kind of spit like, something out right away oh we still yeah. have to do an episode about people's reviews on that yeah no fuck that no oh my god, we done. have to oh my god we have to that's right mm, okay Don't thanks forget. for like yeah so yeah there's maybe something in my closet great no anyway. no there's stuff everywhere you can't turn the app on and have it not say anything it's going to say Listen. something all the time. It is. It, it is. wants you're to talk. It wants to say hi, Jizzy. Yeah. So yeah. you're fine. Thank you Just for indulging me. Sounds. You're welcome. I theoretically could get the app right now myself and, and play it for you, but I shan't. It's not worth it. Okay, cool. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe when we're together, I'll feel braver, but we'll see. All right. So that was the really creepy spirit box experiment that these employees were doing where they saw the shadows. Um, All right, so now they spoke to the owner, Rob. And Rob explained that they had an employee who found a satanic book in the hell silo. And you're thinking to yourself, it's probably a prop, right? Spooky prop. Yeah, that's what I, I was thinking. No. Nay. No, it didn't belong there. It was not a prop. It was real. And Rob verified this is definitely not a part of the attraction and then found its way there it just magically found its way there josie and not only that it magically got discovered by golly by who 
by an employee who's just like, what's this doing here? I've never seen this before. Hmm. How mysterious. I had no idea. It's very suspicious. Isn't it, though? That's sus. Isn't it, though? Yeah. It's a little sus. So Zach goes and speaks to this employee, and this employee's name is Chris. So he found said book in said hell silo. And wouldn't you know it, Chris has a character. He's an actor in the hell silo. Can you guess what character he plays in the hell silo? The devil? Indeed. Wow. Ten points. Ten points. Ten points, Josie. Well, Mr. Devil actor dude. Chris? Chris. Do you have something to say? He he claims his innocence, Josie. Oh. He says he has he, he promises. And not only that, he whipped it on out of his pocket and handed it to Zach on the spot. Here, take a gander. Wow, confident. Have a look, Silu, here at my satanic book. That I definitely so didn't find or confident. put. Yeah. I definitely didn't like put it there. I had no idea it was there. He said he found it in it was by this prop vase that was covered in all these dead prop flowers and it was all dusty. And it's like, well, why were you looking over there? And how did you even find it? And why would you look over there, see a book positioned like so and be like, oh, what's this? I'm sure this isn't hmm. part of the attraction. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Because it's all a part of the attraction. And you were like, right. hmm, Chris. Why would you assume that it wasn't? You're saying your eyes are keen enough to be like, what is this buried under all this stuff that I just happen to know where it is? All right, this doesn't bode well, so. It doesn't bode well. And that's what Zach said. And he was like, so you're the one who found the book. Yes. And do you play the role of Satan in the hell silo? And he was, Chris was like, "Mm, yes. And Zach was like, no further questions, your honor. Oh, well. (laughs) So Drop like, okay, the mic. Thank you. Done. Thank you. Yes. Can we Drop all be Zach. a little bit suspicious, please? He he swears, but I don't believe him for one tiny second. Not one second. And so he found the book, right? And I think at first he didn't mention it to anyone. Oh, I think he started asking a few people around. He was like, hey, is this yours? Hey, is this yours? Hey, do you know what this is? And most for the most part, people were like, I don't know. So he thought it would be cool to start using the book in his performances whilst acting as Satan in the hell silo. That is the smartest thing I've ever heard. Because you need... Isn't it though? You need that that extra like good luck charm on stage with you if you're really going to nail a performance. I know. I went to theater school. (laughs) Jersey, you are an actor... And you understand the need for a spicy performance. Man, do I. And to add that spice, sometimes what I do, my little secret, Mm. is bring a satanic Bible on the stage Uh with me. Uh So this is a well-known tool, I think. Yes, this is a trade secret. No, dear God. Um, No, I understand wanting to have like a little extra pop of like a good luck charm on stage, but you don't, you didn't. Hmm. No. No, my sir. Because you don't need to be that in character. Because you know Jersey. that it's haunted. You know that it's a haunted place. Um, This is true. You got hired. You know the history. You know that there's paranormal activity already. 
you are playing Satan. Josie, just, you know, sometimes you got to sprinkle a little Satan on your performance. (laughs) Maybe that's why I never made it. (laughs) Just sprinkle a bit of Satan on your performance, Josie. That is why. That is why. Now you know. Too much light love and blissful Lottie Da joy and said I should have been doing the opposite. And that's why I didn't finish theater school. You didn't know. You did, but now you do, you know, so you can use it going forward. But Chris really took it all the way. He really did. He found the passages in the book that, let's see, that he said sounded particularly brutal and cool. Mm. Oh, my. Dude, cool. Get get out of town. Get, get out, out of town. Get out of town. Get out of town, Josie. Um. Okay, and then finally what I shall share with you. He took these brutal, brutal and cool snippets out of the satanic book, and he would announce them over the intercom to scare Uh, visitors going through the attraction. What? Dude. Dude. That is, oops, like out of control. That is reckless. Are you kidding me? I wish I was. Like, what kind of hell are you truly trying to unleash? I'm done. Oops. 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 Yeah, no, this this is what we would like to call a mistake. And perhaps even an educated mistake. Like, not really a mistake, maybe a little bit on purpose, is what I'm saying. Oh, my God. A little bit bit of an on purpose sort of mistake. Oh, yeah, you think he was just being, you know, a dick. Um, you know, I think that he, you know, and like, that's fine. You can be in too. All right. So here's where I'm confused about the satanic stuff. You can absolutely. But like, if it's going to come at a place of harming other people, then no. And this is. You're, you're now harming other people is what I think think is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And yourself and yourself. He said that he started getting, what was it? He started, so after he started doing this, weird things started ramping up in the hell silo, including to him, and he started getting the worst headaches he has ever had in his entire life. I'm sure. That's horrifying. I'm sure he did. That's, It's horrifyingly dangerous. Zach was like, do you know that that is, can be one of the first signs of demonic oppression? see that's what like but like what if something got in him right away and then it was like wanting him to do these things what if it was Mm. already maybe Ah, something guided him to the book like maybe he really didn't like plant it or bring like i don't know because then also like why would you throw this story around and why would you admit that like announced stuff over the intercom like maybe he really maybe he really did just find it innocently yeah that's, I don't know. I don't know. Well, because so then here's know. what here's what we found out next. So, you know, he had been asking people like, hey, do you know what this is? Hey, is this yours? Do you know what? Th-? Finally, he found the employee or employees who are like, yes, that's actually ours. We may have brought that in and we we may have used it. Um, a few Satanists do work here. We may have done some rituals. 
And you should probably be careful because uh, some of us have been scratched and harmed. Oh, and we did those oh. rituals in the hell silo. Oh, no. Yeah. So when I hear this, I'm like, maybe Chris is kind of an innocent bystander and didn't mean to come across it and just, you know, did think it was cool. Because if you're working at a haunted attraction – like a Halloween attraction, you're obviously interested in that stuff. And right. maybe he thought it was like fake, but like spooky. I don't know. I, I get it. And I, both sides. I mean, it's it's so hard to it's so hard to like really tell where someone is at. Because I mean, we were I mean, at this point, I'm probably more on the high worth higher end of being like weird spooky. The fact that we have this podcast even. Yep. Sure am. Hi. Hello. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Love it. Hey. Right. So, hey, but and we're coming from uh, we're coming from a place of curiosity and hopefully love and curious. But then, and I try to give people the same benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, there's some there's some spooky people out there, and yeah. it's just hard to say. And um, I did actually recently listen to um a podcast. I can't remember what it was, but. It was one of the ones that like Morbid played through their platform. Love Morbid, and by the way. We love Morbid. Way. Ash we and Elena, Morbid. hello. Hi. Hello. Hello, you weirdos. Guys are great. Hello. So it was one of those that they like they partnered with someone. I, I'm sorry. I, I should have wrote it, written it down. But the podcast talked about Satanism and how it's misunderstood. Right. It's really yeah. not. There's. Uh, there's this this thing that we think it is, but there's this really it's not all about devil worship. It's really kind of there's the some really yeah, like beautiful, positive facets. But here's my here's my here was my confusion at the end of the episode because they talked about how there are some positive groups of Satanists and there's different kinds and they have there's different they they fall under different names and different you know groups and things like that and some of them are really passionate about basically embracing things that the church demonized like freedom of expression and free love and um, just things like that you know and and that was really cool and there's just all sorts of other things like being involved in nature and all this stuff that the traditional church really spoke ill of and like claimed was evil and. So hearing about that facet was really interesting, made a ton of sense, and then they talked about a few others. But what they never ended up talking about was the scary side. I'm like, okay, these all sound like make sense. I totally support the people who want to be in those those facets of Satanism. But we're not talking at all about the scary part, like the scary right. facets, because are we saying those don't exist? Because I'm pretty sure they do. There is that. There is that side. There is, but it's still kind of confusing because one person that they um, were interviewing, she talked about demons like they were angels. And she talked about how like she always felt like she had particular entities with her that when what she was calling them like demons, like, ooh, scary. But she was describing them like we would think of as like angels and guardians. Angels. and So... It was all like it really kind of made me think differently, and I'm like, I don't this this is outside yeah. of my box of understanding, and 
and maybe I don't understand, but I, and so, and like, again, but again, like she was coming from a place of love and just wanting to be herself and, and, and just wanting like good things for other people and herself and just wanting to be who she was and coming from really oppressive parents. And like, again, all that was awesome. But I, at the end of the podcast, I was like, what about the bad parts? Like, what about the sex that are like S-E-C-T-S that are, that aren't good, that do want to do harm? Because I feel like that's still within very good reason to be afraid of. He, well, and I think it's even like that extremist kind of side of it, because maybe it is more... Because I, Lord, I don't know. I have no idea. But I'm assuming there's kind of that normal side of it, but then that extremist side, and that maybe that's that. Because there is there is the really kind of spooky, crazy, dark stuff, and I do want to understand it more because it it's old, old stuff, super old. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, know. that's true. I feel like some of them are positive I, I mean almost that kind of seems like a new age term like the positive aspects of satanism and things like that and they literally talked about satan being like a cool dude and like like that's great anyone who's like cool and supports positivity and people's you know individuality and all of that like this is all that's all wonderful but then there's the part where people seem to be doing rituals and wanting to summon things that are dangerous and harmful and cause pain and suffering to other people. And like, that's the part where I, I'm like, isn't there still that? <laughs> like, isn't that still part of like, I mean, and, 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 and I don't know what we need to call that group, but that group's still out there. They don't seem good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, so, I, yeah, I think it's, I hope it's a smaller sector, but and and so um, with the group that seemed to have told this employee, Chris, that they brought the book in, you know, were they meaning harm or were they actually more positive and they didn't mean to do harm? Like, it's all really, um, I just have a lot of questions, I think, of did they intend harm? Did they not? And because when it ended up happening, it was like some of them did get hurt. They did end up getting nervous and... And now potentially if Chris really didn't have anything to do with the book coming in, like he ended up misusing it and could have brought some more stuff in there and hurting himself. Well, it's an an invitation, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, all right. So that's, that's that piece. And then Zach ended up letting the owner Rob know. And, and I, I feel like Rob maybe knew he seemed surprised, but I also kind of felt like maybe Rob already knew that that was probably happening. I don't know. I don't know. But he showed them a few other areas. And so then he took Zach and the group to the uh, tunnels, the underground, one of the underground tunnels, which is one of their hotspots. And he told them a story about how a female employee had been working on the set. Uh, she was by herself and she was like painting the set on this ladder and the ladder got completely knocked out from under her and she fell hard several feet at least. So really scary, really dangerous. Break your and breaks weight. So she didn't get very hurt from that. She didn't break anything. I don't think she broke any bones, but I'm sure it hurt a lot. And I think she was just beyond terrified because she knew she was alone. And that was clearly very um, malicious. 
So then uh, they kind of get to the end of the tunnel, and at the end of the tunnel, the owner Rob explains that they believe this is where George, if you remember our first documented death at the factory, George, dear George, apparently makes contact with quite a few people. And they didn't okay. really say hi, like how, but um, I don't. It, it didn't sound like he was malicious, but just that he comes through sometimes, and it seems Where's to George? be him. So George might still be around, but I hope he's okay. Hi, George. Hi, George. Then they talked to a couple who had who were former employees, um, and they had both worked there, Morgan and Aaron, and so they had been performers, and Morgan, the wife believes that something negative attached itself. Oh, sorry, I got it. I think Morgan's actually the husband. So Aaron's the wife, Morgan's the husband. Morgan believes that something negative attached itself to him while he was working at the Fear Factory. He said that he was uh, performing in the doll room and that he was like some kind of creepy, monstrous Scottish person. So he was wearing a kilt. I don't know, but (laughs) this is one of the one of the Something spooky things. Spooky. There you go. Yeah. So he was all kilt, kilted up in the doll room, and he said he was turning around to leave, and his kilt was pulled on, like cool. noticeably yanked on. And there's no one there, but he said he heard a little girl giggling. And this, mm. I think, is one of these instances where you think that potentially it's a little girl. But it's actually one of yeah. these entities pretending to be a little girl. Uh, I hate when they do that. Yeah. Because they're like, hey, you're fine. You're not fine. Yeah. You're welcome. They, that, was, that was a good one from you. Nice job. Thank you. I felt, I felt it. I felt it in my soul. So I had to let it out. But yeah, really, 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 something really bad legitimately did attach to him. His wife, Erin, explained that they started seeing really significant personality changes in Morgan to the extent that their children didn't even want him around. Oh, wow. And he That's seemed so hard. It was, it was so strange. Cause in his interview, he just seemed like the nicest, friendliest, like chill kind of guy. And so to hear that he was taking on more, I don't know, like they didn't really go into it either. So it's kind of, but if, you know, your kids don't want you around, that's kind of a huge deal. So she admitted, too, that they almost got divorced over it. Oh. And Morgan was Life like, is- what? We did? And she, and, and she was like, yeah, we did. It was really bad. So I don't even think he, like, remembers parts Just of so it. taken over. Wow. Really, really, really scary. And they didn't say how the attachment went away, but eventually it did. And he's much better now. And it's like gone. That's good. But they were really nervous to be back there. And I think that's kind of your worst fear with this stuff is that's what I'm it, saying. Yeah. Having it attached it to attach. someone or yourself, having it change your personality into this horrible negative thing that can destroy your life. I don't know how he got away from it, but he did. Thank, Thank goodness. goodness. And when they were talking to Zach, Zach was like, Did you? know that um while you guys were working here there was also an employee here who found a satanic book and was reading passages of it over the intercom and they were like no and he was like did you know that there were satanic rituals that happened here 
Oh and they were like, gosh. no. And he was like, well, okay, yeah. So now you know maybe why that happened. And it's yeah. just really scary. Like they really wanted to work there because it, like, it was fun and spooky. And then there was all this other crazy stuff going on, which is just, it's not cool. Wow. So, I feel yeah. those, man. I know. I feel so bad for them. That's a hard one. So that one was really hard because you heard about like a whole family almost falling apart, but they're much better. They seem they seem really oh, good, good now. I mean, totally this fine. stuff can just it can tear you, rip people to shreds. Yeah, it's so powerful. Whether you and believe think, or not, it's like that's part of the power of the ripping. Of the power, the power of the ripping, of the ripping of the families, oh, <laughs> or the God. relationship, or whatever. Oh God, we don't condone ripping of any kind. No, thank you. Ugh. Yeah, so really scary. After they finished talking to some of the employees about their experiences, they brought in uh, someone named Paul, who was a cultural anthropologist. And Paul explained that in addition to the deaths of the factory workers, there were many deaths from the homeless. And apparently, because, you know, like I said, there's six buildings. They're six stories high, some of them, and there's tunnels. It became an entire city of homeless. So how many deaths took place there that were just completely unknown? That's a lot of tragedy. And that was all the way up until Rob purchased the property. And when they found out about the homeless city, they then spoke to the captain of the local emergency services. And his name is Captain Lavender. And isn't that a great name? It's fantastic. Fantastic. We trust Captain Lavender. Just because of the scent. Yeah. yeah yep. That's <laughs> our that's our requirements and standards. You passed my first test. Yeah. Um, all right. So Captain Lavender, he talked about finding one of the suicides that had taken place there. That was really bad. Apparently what had happened was they think one of the um, people from the homeless population decided to commit suicide. And the way that they did that was that they literally kneeled on the train track. They placed Mm. their neck on the track Mm. and waited for a train. And by the time Captain Lavender and his other team members arrived, there was the body was still kneeling Mm. with the head just like a few feet away. And apparently it still had the baseball cap on the head and it was really just gruesome and eerie and very strange. Oh, my goodness. That That's probably one of the more notable suicides, one of the ones that was documented that they do know about. Oh, my gosh. What a way to go out. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's not recommended. Really horrifying. They also had a call that they had to respond to once about someone who had, someone who had been set on fire and died that's really horrible and he was basically like there are a ton of deaths that happened here that were none of them were documented so we have no idea how many people died on this property how they died and it's just really dark and he did explain how one time they came to the property after one of the areas of the building had caught fire and when they entered the area there was smoke everywhere they they were inside the building there was smoke everywhere And he claimed that not only himself, but several other of his crew members, they all saw 
a pair of boots and legs through the smoke, but there was nothing else. And it was standing right in front of them in the smoke, but there was just boots, legs, nothing. And he was like, hopefully it was just a person, but I really don't think so. Why would you be standing in the smoke while there's a fire? And yeah, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Those are the uh, the interviews that I got about the Fear Factory. And wow. as we can see, it is wildly haunted and I would be way too scared to go there. But man, if you're looking for a fright, this is going to be the place. So it is like a haunted house, but with a, a horrible, true... horrible history. Yep. Like the most legitimately haunted Halloween attraction. Hmm. I want to go. No. No? You're, are no. we going? No. no. I'm going to pass on this one. Yeah, I'm pass. I am too. I, there's something about it that doesn't feel right. Yeah. You know? I know. Like, even just talking about it, this seems like a no, a no go. Yeah. That's, I don't do uh, You just, you, like, you're dying to know motivation. You might crave to know why and how did you get in the space and the place to be reading off things on the intercom. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, there were some missteps here. It's just, but there were missteps before. There were missteps after. Oh, uh, the grinding. Uh, oh my! Oh God, the grinding. Caitlin, no ripping, no grinding, dear Lord. Um, well, my senses are are stimulated. I okay, have fried? butterflies in my tummy. Yes, hi. Really <laughs> angry, upset, horrified butterflies. Definitely. Butterflies. Yeah. No, this was great. I. I mean, you're, I do love. I. I'm spooked. I do love. A good spooky saw-like awful haunting people pressing the boundaries too far kind of story sure you yes nailed it well thank nice you job. none of this was my doing but i sure did write it down i did so that's enough to have to put yourself through that and to even ponder what just <laughs> happened that is enough and, uh, and so, that doesn't so fill your cup i don't know what else will what your spooky cup at the very least? The spooky cup. Did you ever go to haunted houses? Um, oh, like in high fuck school and yeah. stuff. Oh, I yeah. still go to haunted houses. Yeah, the, I'm well, like, the, irrational... like, the, like attractions and whatever with the actors yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the, yeah, that's all the right. I'm scared of. Uh, I'm scared of someone being like the guy with the chainsaw. There's normally one of those that chases you. Um, I'm scared of someone replacing that guy and like actually coming after me and i'm like <laughs> i know you can't touch me but then i'm <gasps> like yeah no that's well, my irrational fear also caitlin now my fear thank you mm -hmm. i've been having nightmares <laughs> i'm sorry what about i thought what? i had one nightmare and i never have nightmares i had one nightmare while i was uh in florida because I was away from home and I was not in my bed and I was not sleeping with my person. So, you know, it's 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 a it's a recipe for a nightmare, perhaps. Um, yeah, being in a different place. I think so. And man, the amount of research I've been doing. So the fact that I've only had one is absolutely incredible. Oh, so <laughs> you're like saying you're surprised you haven't had more. I, I think I agree. I think that's a good thing. But this one that I did have fucking scared the shit out of me because... 
I think my biggest fear is being having demonic like having demonic activity happen around me that's absolutely my worst fear and I've seen all the movies and so I know like I know all the moves I know all the spooky steps my brain knows and my brain is like I I don't get scared it's like watch I can watch those movies all day and I'll be fine but my brain in order to scare my fucking self has to like pull out like a hundred percent of the stops in my dreams to like scare the living daylight out of me and it's like so real that like the stuff that I make in my head was like having like books being thrown against the wall and it's so loud and things are just invisibly flying over and the door is like slamming shut and then all of a sudden like someone that I I know walks in and then all of a sudden they're possessed and then it's just like sounds all around I'm like and in the moment I'm like shit demon horrifying but then (laughs) that's that's my reaction shit not again (laughs) but that's exactly where i have to get i'm like wait a minute this is horrifying and i am scared and that's weird (laughs) and then i'm like wait a minute josephine yeah this is you this is your dream you're doing this to yourself right now because you've been researching too many things and uh and then I eventually, yeah, and then I'm like, it's not real. And then I wake up. So I, I kill it. I kill it like right away. I, but I think it's like my brain will do these like two, this one minute drop of just the scariest stuff my brain can think of in one nightmare. And it happens maybe like every two years or so. I don't get them very often, but I had it. I was like, no. Oh my goodness. That's what I'm scared of. Oh, no, thank you. I'm so scared. <laughs> Well, it's so interesting that you, like, I still think you're so brave because I can't handle visuals. People are so good at making things scary in movies and I can't handle it visually. It'll burn itself into my brain Mm -hmm. and then I am really affected for like weeks. So I I just stay away from haunted, well, not haunted, just just horror movies. But that's... I'm so sorry about your nightmare, but listen, I really do think it's because you just weren't in your own home. That, your brain's like, absolutely. where am I? Who am I? What's happening? That. Where's my bed? That. I've had I've had a few nightmares myself in recent weeks, and it's, it's not normal. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, okay. It's been, it's been a spooky season. Welcome to the spooky. Yeah. To the, to the effects of all the spooky things that you're looking at. <laughs> But but um but hopefully you've had some good dreams as well because I I have had some really good dreams also that way make up for it so oh I've had some great dreams I've also had like nights where I don't dream at all and that's fine that's fine just fine it's fine um, just fine well oh my gosh I don't know if you and me should try to go to a haunt a haunted house next year I don't really I don't really wanna oh I, 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 I like push you it's not it's not the real do you want to go if you want to go I'll probably go. Because you're convincing. Wow. Thank yeah. you. I'm honored. Yeah. Yeah, I'll it's find something. My 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 kind of my t- my typical tour is like a you know, a spirits and spirits tour or like a, a booze and booze tour where you go See, to all the haunted beers, fun. like the haunted bars. Oh, oh and they well, tell you, know you what? stories and you get a drink. That's what that's what we're doing though. That's what we're doing. Well, now it's in the past when you're hearing this episode, but when we are recording this episode, it's in the future. Because wow. we are going to Ghosts in the Gardens. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. That counts. Doesn't that count? That counts as a haunted Hell yeah. Thing. Hell yeah, yeah, that counts. 
Okay, cool. Love it. Okay, awesome. Well, and I know we did a little tiny bit at the Lumber Baron Inn of like doing voice recordings, which was really nice. But like we were intending to connect with positive spirits. And I think we're going to go to the Queen Anne where we're also going to, I think, connect with positive spirits, but we'll see. And so whether you like it or not, Josie, we are on this spooky train and we're going to keep going. We're doing it because it's worked pretty good so far. And man, am I just having a blast with all the energies that have been blessing us. So right on. Right on. Well, we hope that you are on the train with us and we're going to keep going even, you know, into the holiday season and beyond. Just because Halloween is over does not mean that we are done. There's still many paranormal spiritual things to endeavor upon. If you're looking for a spooky a spooky thing or two, visit our Instagram at something spookish. And if you like the podcast and have maybe a dollar or two that you want to throw at our at our our faces our way, we will catch said dollar and we will we say will thank you. We will take it. We'll say thank you. We will say thank you. Yeah, I want to do I want to do shout outs if we get any Patreon donations. Like literally even a dollar. We would be so stoked. You have no idea. Be so, so stoked. <laughs> so, visit our Patreon page. Um we do officially have our first bonus Patreon episode, which is Josie's cryptid experience which is fucking legit, and I can't believe that you had that, and it's terrifying. It is horrifying. We're going to do more bonus Patreon episodes, so uh, we'll announce those on the Instagram as they come out, and we've got tons of great interviews coming up. We are going to have some really cool guests on our shows. We're going to go be guests on their shows, too, I think, and we're just there's just a lot a lot coming things down. Things are happening. Things Ooh. are Things are moving. We're grooving, and Thank you for being spooky with us. And hells yeah. And hells yeah. Until next time. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.